Well, goodness sakes, what a way to kick off Mother's Day. I'm sure that there are um, some men and women in the room who are like, you know, oh, it's allergies, allergies. No, it's not, just Josh and Taylor's story. Um, I wanna honor Josh and Taylor right here at the top and say thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, it is such a picture of the gospel and such a um, picture of what we've been talking about the past few weeks when it comes to this difference maker mindset that God has changed their minds when it comes to family. Because you know, when it comes to the gospel and in an earthly mindset, there should be no reason to rejoice in suffering. There should be no reason in our earthly mindsets that we could celebrate um, what God can do even through death. But I'm thankful that because of Jesus, even death does not get the final word, that he gave the final word with his, it is finished, which means uh, eternal weeping, it will be finished. Tears of loneliness, they will be finished. And I'm so thankful that Josh and Taylor already helped me preach such a powerful message today. But it really is such a different Mother's Day for all of us, isn't it? I mean, we are all being forced right now to sit a little longer with our families. Um, maybe, you know, this is a Mother's Day for you where uh, you're used to getting around with your family and going for a big Mother's Day brunch, but you're not able to do that this year. Or um, maybe you're still praying for that positive pregnancy test this Mother's Day. Maybe you're mourning the loss of a mom as well. And listen, I don't know all that God is doing in this time, but one thing I do know that in this time, God is helping redefine and reset our mindsets when it comes to family, when it comes to family. And maybe it's like, you know, uh, you're a mom and you're trying to figure out what does it mean to be a mom and a second grade teacher? <laughs> what does it mean to be a dad in this time? Uh, how can I um, interact with my family in a time where I can't actually visit them? But God is resetting our minds when it comes to family. And that's what we're actually gonna be talking about today. So to go ahead and get all of our mindsets headed in the right direction, I would love for all of us to take a minute in every room. And why don't you just share your favorite family memory? Your favorite family memory, whatever it is, uh, share that in your rooms right now. Hey, if you're alone, why don't you go ahead and call a friend right now? Why don't you call one of your family members and say, hey, remember that crazy time we went to Disney World and waited in line for four hours for Splash Mountain? That's my story. That's literally all I got to experience of Disney World. But why don't you go ahead and share that family story right now? I hope y'all just had some fun reminiscing on some family stories. Um, maybe you had some different kind of tears brought to eyes, tears of laughter. Um, but to kind of work with Josh and Taylor's story and in this concept of family, I wanted to just share a little bit of my personal story of how God has helped redefine my mindset when it comes to family. Um, so popping up on the screen right now is actually gonna be a picture of my biological family. I have a great biological family. Uh, that's my mom, that is not my sister. Yes, she has some kind of magic fairy pixie dust that keeps her looking 30 years old, even though she is 60. I'm sorry, mom, I just revealed your age. Happy Mother's Day. Um, but this is my biological family. They're, they're amazing. I mean, my brothers were like the two people still, some of the main people in the world that I just wanna think I'm cool. Like, please think I'm cool. My grandparents are literally the best humans on earth. Mimi and granddaddy, that's right, they're amazing. So as any, you know, good Southern girl does, 
From the ripe old age of five, I began to dream about my own biological family, right? I thought, I'll go to college. And within the first few weeks in my public speaking class, our eyes will lock across the room and we'll begin to flirt about, uh, you know, being nervous about our next public speech that we have to give. I'd try to flirt and say something like, hey, would you like to speak not so publicly sometime, you know? And then our love would culminate. My junior year, he would propose and uh, we'd get married after graduation and two to five years later, we would start our family and I'd probably be the best mom that ever lived, but like a cool mom, you know what I mean? Now here we are, 32 years old and um, I had a public speaking class and he was not there. And uh, I'm gonna tell y'all, that's all funny, but um, I've had to mourn the loss of a biological family at least up until this point. For all of you mamas kind of going mad right now when it comes to, um, you know, your kids are just there all the time and you have no peace even to pee. Like, I, part of me envies you in these days. Um, I've gone to baby shower after baby shower after baby shower. Um, I have laid hands on those mamas and blessed them. Um, I've, I've laid hands on some of my friends who were begging God for a child and I've seen God bless them, whether uh, biologically or through adoption, and then still waited as I've seen my own prayers go somewhat unanswered. Um, and you know, I've kind of resented God for it at times. There have been nights where I've been upset about it, where I get to another Mother's Day, and you know that moment in church when we can usually gather where it's like, all the moms stand. And I'm like, yay, but part of you hurts. Um, but then, Jesus. And so I just wanna tell you whatever situation you're in today, whatever pain point, whether it's you're literally going crazy because your kids are just seem to flood the home, whether you're like Josh and Taylor and you're mourning the loss of, of a mom today, whether uh, you are that mom who's still begging God to bless her with a biological child, whatever it is, I want everyone in every situation to write this down because this will preach. Jesus made a way for us to never be without family. Jesus has made a, made a way for us to never be without family family. How did he do this? Well, let me invite us back to the cross. And there's this moment in scripture, it's such a small exchange that if you don't read it slowly, you might miss it that I missed for so long, but that preaches the future of family according to the gospel, unlike anything else. Let's look at this exchange together in John 19. It says this, that standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus knowing that all was now finished. Did you catch that? that the work of Jesus was only finished when he gave us a proper picture of family. With one of his final breaths, Jesus is helping to reset our minds into what it means to look at family differently. Because for John, for years, he had only known Jesus as, as a teacher. They had a disciple rabbi relationship. 
Then in John 15, we see that relationship grow where Jesus calls him friend. But then here, the son of God in his dying breath looks at his friend and says, hey, you're now my brother, which means that this is your mom and y'all need to relate to each other as family. It's like Jesus saying, I don't care that you don't share the same blood. My blood now unites us all as one. In this moment, scripture is teaching us the blood of Christ was doing more than saving us. It was uniting us. And it was uniting us to the greatest title you can ever call another human being, the title of family. I mean, this is what John confirms even in the very first chapter of the same gospel in John 1, 12 through 13, he says, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of man, but of God. Sounds a lot like what Brad Cooper always says, right? That blood may be thicker than water, but spirit, it's thicker than blood. And this family language is confirmed all throughout the New Testament. I mean, in Galatians 4, it tells us that now the Spirit has been given to us that we may cry out, Abba, Father. Paul consistently writes to his brothers in the faith, to his sons in the faith. Ephesians 1 says we've been adopted as sons and daughters. Romans 8 says that we are now co-heirs with Christ. <laughs> are you kidding me? that I get to be a co-heir, that everything that Jesus had and inherited, I now have a right and an access to as a daughter of God. All throughout the story of the gospel, God is showing us that it is true that the gospel saves us, but it unites us. We did more at New Spring and extended family across the world. We did more than join a religion. We joined a family. You did not just become a Christian, you became a son and a daughter, which means that we have to stop operating like we are just members of a church and start operating like we are members of a family. I'm telling y'all, God has done this for me, expanded my view of what this family could be. I mean, I volunteer at Fuse, and now I know I'm not just a volunteer at Fuse, I am a mother in the faith to any son or daughter that God allows me to interact with. My Fuse group, they're my babies, okay? You come after them, you're gonna get the mama bear, all right? My friends have become my brothers and sisters. You talk about spiritual parents, insert Margie and Danny Bear. I mean, they have shared in their faith story with me. Both of them have fought in the faith unlike anyone I've ever, I've ever known before. If I'm being honest, they've, they've been a mom and a dad to me when it comes to money, Hello, because there's been times where your girl was struggling and they opened their home to me rent-free. Their home became my home. Their family became my family. So no matter your current family status, ask the Holy Spirit to expand and purify it. If you're single, you can be a mom. There are kids out there longing for someone to pour into them. If you are married with a biological family, ask the Holy Spirit to expand what your family could be and what impact it could have in the world. I promise you, if you've lost a mom today, that there are brothers and sisters in this house, just like Josh and Taylor, who need your struggle, your grief, your victory, your stories, and for us to do this together. So here's what we're gonna do now. We're going to pause and we're going to celebrate our no ordinary family. So why don't you get out your phones right now or go ahead and close that app. And why don't you call a spiritual mom or dad? Why don't you celebrate a brother or a sister? If you're infused, you better call your Fuse group leader right now. You've been trying to dodge their calls. Mm -mm, you're gonna go first and you're gonna call your Fuse group leader. Call your rally group leader. 
If you are, um, whether new to New Spring and you're just tuning in today, or you've been a part of our church for a while and you're like, I wanna, I wanna get more involved in this No Ordinary Family. Would you do this in this time as we text parents and brothers? Would you text groups to 30303? Because if you're looking for family, I promise you'll find one in these groups that we have at New Spring. So pause now and let's do that as a family. Well, I hope some of y'all got unexpectedly built up right then. I'm telling y'all, God's plan has always been family. And what our world needs right now in this that is so unsteady is a constant, steady, mission-minded family focused on the Father and doing it together. Listen, as, even as I was preparing for this, I kept hearing the phrase in my head, um, identify the right enemy, identify the right enemy which is like, how does that correlate to family? But immediately as I heard that, I went to Ephesians 6, where it talks about the armor of God, but the Holy Spirit revealed something, something to me that I've never really noticed before. If you go back and read maybe later today, Ephesians 5 and 6, at the end of Ephesians 5 and in the beginning of Ephesians 6, all Paul is doing is teaching about family. This is how a, a wife and a husband should relate to each other, that it's a picture of Christ to the world, that um, this is how a child should relate to their parents, this is how a father should love his kids. I mean, family, 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 family. Then in one of the quickest switch-ups in scripture, he immediately starts talking about spiritual warfare, <laughs> which is crazy. Look at this in Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. He says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Family across the state and across the world, listen to me. We are in a fight right now. And if this pandemic has revealed anything, it is the spiritual warfare that has always been prevalent across the world. Maybe you've been fighting more in your homes just because you're around each other more. Maybe an old temptation has crept up because there's just more time for the enemy to sneak in and to, to tempt. Maybe um, you're in a care facility and you're not able to like see your family like you should. And um, let me tell you who the enemy is not. It is not the person across the hall. It is not um, the dad who hurt you. It is not, none of those are the real enemy. The real enemy is the spirit of darkness who's trying to take dominion in this world. So I think what Paul is trying to tell us through these scriptures is this, the best way to fight a spiritual battle is with spiritual family. The best way to fight a spiritual battle is with spiritual family. So here's what I would love to do together. We're gonna fight in the family for the family. Cause you know families fight, okay? But sometimes it's just to hurt or to demean or to like, you hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you. That is not what this time is for. We're gonna fight in the family for the family because the best way to destroy the schemes of the enemy is for him to see a unified family of God who've been covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, who have God as their father, the spirit as their friend, and Jesus as their brother coming against the enemy with all power and might that we've been given because of Jesus Christ. So we're gonna pause the video and you know what we're gonna do? And it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna confess sin to one another. Who's excited? We are going to admit to one another, whether a husband or a wife, a brother or a sister, maybe some pain points that you've been holding against someone. Hey, maybe you're a dad here. And listen, I get it. 
and you're worried in this time that you're not gonna be able to provide for your family, why don't you confess that to your family? I'm telling you, the Spirit of God is pleased to move not in our strength, but in our weakness. Maybe you're one of those who has said an old temptation has creeped in. You live alone and you feel alone in the fight. You reach out to a brother or sister or mom or dad right now. You confess that sin and say, I need you to hold me accountable because I believe that victory is mine as Jesus and I wanna live in it. So can we do that now? Let's pause this video and you ask yourself, how can I fight for the family right now? Let's do that together. Oh, I, ho I hope that that got beautifully awkward in your rooms. But let me just encourage you, God is doing something in our midst right now, church family. Just the other day, I was praying with some of the best mamas that I know. And as we were praying, um, I got this picture that I wanted to share with us. And uh, it was this picture of someone just, just waking up. And you know that feeling when you've been like really dead asleep? and you've kind of been shaken awake and you're still kind of groggy and your voice isn't quite back yet. And you kind of have that moment of like, I can't really see. And you're like, where am I? <laughs> you know, that moment when you're just waking up. But one thing you do know, oh, I was asleep, but now I'm waking up. I believe that we are in a moment right now, church family, where God has used this pandemic to shake us awake but we have an opportunity right now to choose. Are we going to fully wake up and be aware of what the Spirit is doing? Are we gonna roll over, hit that snooze button and feel at peace to go back to our spiritual slumber? I believe we're gonna be of those who wake up as a family, as a church, as a unified front and be like those of 1 Thessalonians 5. Y'all look at this. For we are all children, hello family, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, amen, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. As we end today singing the blessing, over our families. I believe this is more than a song and it's even more than a prayer. It is a declaration over our families, a declaration of who we are, a declaration of who we are going to be as a family who loves and serves and gives and makes a difference. I'm believing it as a declaration that God is changing our minds. So we will change our world. God bless you, my beautiful, no ordinary family.